To worship means to consider that which has worth. Today, we consider with gratitude the many gifts of community, the opportunity to be affirmed in who we are and to offer that affirmation to others, the chance to stand up and help remake the world in the idea of justice, the freedom to choose one's own path and to learn from the travelogues of others, the space to expand one's own spirit and to reconnect after busy or humdrum weeks with the sustaining truths of one's life, regular reminders that we must see our world through the lens of love, and the aspiration to consider all life as precious, for if all of it is made out of stardust, how can it not be wondrous? So this morning, let's welcome all these gifts with gratitude, for they have been paid for with many currencies, the blood of martyrs who died so that we might be free in our religion, the sweat of those who persisted in justice's name against hostility and adversity, the tears of those who struggled to build better lives for those in this life, the questions of our children as they understand the world anew and offer their understanding to us as a fresh lens, the laughter and joy of those giddy with the embrace of community, the dollars and cents of those who gave what they could and then stretched a little more, the infinite small acts of service that makes the parts greater than the whole, done by those who knew themselves in sympathy with our purposes. So today, we consider with gratitude and humility what it means to pay forward what has been paid forward to us. And now, with all of that, let us enter into this service with gladness in our hearts. of our lives by Karen G. Johnson. Humans make maps of stars, choosing some stars, ignoring others, to protect our imagination, to project our imaginations onto the heavens. These maps shift over time, across cultures, 
Name change for the same assemblage of bright points. The Drinking Gourd, Big Dipper, Plow, Lost Hunters, Sap Tarashi. Humans make constellations by connecting stars. Humans make meaning by connecting stories. Story to story or narrative to story. Some blaze bright, some are faint. Most are, but are a backdrop to the great and mundane human unfolding. Let us imagine the stories of our lives as a starry universe above our heads. As leaders of this congregation, we are tasked and trusted to draw constellations in this, our beloved small universe. May the stories we connect draw constellations that reflect a shared ministry that calls out the best in us. Have you ever sat beneath a starry summer sky and simply gazed up at the heavens? For centuries, these little flickers of light have inspired stories and myths about epic battles among gods and suppositions surrounding their connections. Even the seasonal path that they traveled through our horizon inspired people to consider them constant friends in navigations as they were reliably present at particular times in the year. They were predictable, and though predictability sometimes gets a bad rap in our culture, there's somewhat of a comfort, isn't there, in predictability, especially among humans seeking out chaos in a world that can often seem so random and so cruel, the stories these stars told made sense of the world. I remember sitting inside a portable planetarium in my elementary school gym, listening to these stories as told by my teachers. Scientists have long since discovered just how many millions of miles all these little flickers are, so much so that we are seeing the light of a distant past. But nevertheless, these stories continue to captivate. It's why the story of Orion being chased by a scorpion is at least to a child with a short attention span much more interesting than a scientific explanation about how the placement of stars that forms a picture is simple happenstance, a connection our brains make in the chaos. That's the power of story. It makes meaning out of chaos. A simple story, even a completely fictional one, has the power to connect people to values much bigger than themselves. It's why so many ancient cultures took advantage of the night sky to tell stories. Through hearing the deeds of their gods, people were able to look up and be reminded of their duty in life, of what they held dear. They need not read a self-help book or memorize scripture. They only needed to watch those little flickers above them and be reminded 
of the importance of the stories within their culture. There's some similarity here in the discipline of history. A good historian is essentially a storyteller, someone able to take past disparate events leading up to a good climax and put them together to form a compelling narrative of what happened. You never hear about George Washington and the day he fell asleep on the couch because he was so exhausted from doing everything, do you? No. You hear about the parts that we highlight because they make meaning of our past. Thus, academics are able to trace the causes of war, examine why a leader was effective or not, and really get down to the bottom of why the world turned out the way it did. If their tell is compelling enough, it will become a memorable part of the cultural zeitgeist even if it's not true, as in the case of George Washington's wooden teeth. And it will help explain to generations where they came from and where they are going. We can examine our personal histories in this way as well. Narrative therapy encourages patients to rewrite the story they tell others about their lives in order to foster a more positive image of their circumstances. I can actually change my behavior, they believe, simply from being able to see my story in a different light and being able to truly internalize this interpretation. My life can actually be enhanced by being able to see the events of it leading up to the present in a different way. I give you these examples this morning because I think the story of our fellowship is much finding like finding connections in disparate events leading up to the present. Like connecting the stars to form new pictures so that our communal tell will be more memorable. Even reading the official history of our fellowship, which was last updated about 10 years ago, it's very evident that it is a collection of disparate events. You don't hear about the day that someone accidentally tripped into the fellowship. You don't hear about so many things, but they happened. And I have a feeling that if we had time, we could actually lay down a piece of paper and construct a timeline of our narrative showing how different events have led us to the place that we are today. It wouldn't be hard. We already have so much of that history on its victories as well as its setbacks. But what they have in common is a picture of people dedicated to ensuring a place for Unitarian Universalism in the Auburn Opelika area. Were we to construct a timeline, we could place a starting point as 1961, the year 22 people came together to write a charter that signaled the formal beginning of Auburn Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. From this humble beginning, we could trace the arc of this congregation through the often joyful, sometimes turbulent times that followed. 
If you haven't read our history about the 70s, it's quite an interesting read. But people persisted. During times that were easy and times that were difficult, dedicated people, both lay leaders and clergy, sacrificed so much to ensure the continued survival of our congregation. And we honor them today by remembering their contributions to making this community a reality. And yet, even this story would be incomplete, for it omits the circumstances and context that led to the founding of this fellowship, especially the American Unitarian Association's fellowship movement, which encouraged people out there who were tired of the religious uh, climate in their cities to form new lay-led fellowships in places where we had never been before. We, Auburn, Alabama was not even on the AUA's radar until 22 people put it there. In addition, the desire to create an alternative community for religious freethinkers among a few people and our connection through these threads to all these events that shape them clearly illustrate to me just what our religious genealogy looks like. We have been shaped by so many ancestors, both remembered and forgotten, who gave up so much for this faith we call Unitarian Universalism. If not for them, I would not be here today. If not for those who came before us, none of you would be together, at least not in this context. Think about that. 22 people, none of whom are still here with us. These disparate parts that have come together, forming the picture of our life within this fellowship that we consider today, we are their heirs, keepers of the flame they once lit, responsible for ensuring that a liberal religious presence in this city never disappears. I don't know about you, but this feels like a grave responsibility, especially in these difficult cultural and political times. And it's one that I can only hope I can live up to in the grand scheme of things. It's a damned hard job, one that requires sweat and blood and sacrifice to ensure that their legacy lives on for generations to come, that they are honored through our maintaining and strengthening the original work they set out to do in this town, in Lee County, Alabama. Now consider how the star of your own life connects to this picture I've been painting. <clears throat> consider whether you're a bright star standing out there for all the world to see, or you're a faint star who blends in barely perceivable to the naked eye, but still foundational to this constellation that we are forming in the night sky. Whether you have been coming to this fellowship for decades, or this is your first time with us, you are already a part of a great pattern of forces 
that will inspire stories for generations to come. Think about that. Think about that. 20 years from now, they will talk of Carolyn Levy's wonderful potlucks. 20 years from now, they'll talk about how we made it through a difficult transition and search time and came out the other side stronger. 20 years from now, they will be just as grateful to you all as I hope we all are to those original founders of this congregation, each one of you. Whether you were raised here or you came here relatively late in life, the light of your life is such a vital component to our congregation that I dare say we would be so different without it. Unlike our night sky, however, the stars of this place tend to be magnetic, drawing souls here from various corners of the region for different reasons. Some of you were looking for an inclusive religious community that didn't force you to choose between your convictions and dogma or satisfy your own intellectual and spiritual curiosity. Others were looking for quality religious education for your children. Probably others were seeking a loving community following a move or during a difficult time in your lives. I'm sure I'm leaving out reasons why some of you are connected to our constellation, and I hope you'll tell me all about them during coffee hour today, because I want to hear them. We have come together in one group to nurture one another, to share in joyous laughter at our good times, to mourn together during the tough times. And this congregation has definitely seen its share of tough times. Yet we've persevered through every single one of them, even when it seemed like we wouldn't. You are still here, you are stronger than ever, and you've done some very hard work that prepared you to welcome yet more bright and shiny orbs into your midst. You may have heard, but the theme of this year's canvas, which starts today, by the way, you might have guessed from our offertory, is a new chapter, dot, 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 together. Because it is a new chapter, both for this congregation and for the larger Auburn Opelika area. This fellowship will never be the same for the choices you have made. Years from now, our descendants will chart their own map based on the actions we take here. Decisions that no doubt have the power to shape the world. You have told me you want a strong justice presence in this community. You made it clear you want a liberal religious community that respects your beliefs and values. You let me know you want to see us reach more young adults and families to foster a new generation of UUs in Lee County, we can do all that and more. I feel like Bob Barker today. <laughs> we will be a witness to a way of being religious that respects the inherent worth and dignity of all people, that fosters love, compassion, and equity in the world, that respects your free and responsible search for truth and meaning, 
We can model a new way of being that the rest of the world can search from. But we don't do this alone. This new chapter is done together, not individually. This new chapter technically started when your search committee reached out to me a year ago. But, and I'll share this with you, I've told the board, we're celebrating this year. Next year, we're going to start doing the hard work. We're going to do it together. Because it's going to take every one of us to make it happen. In the words of American writer and social reformer Helen Keller, alone we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. We are all part of an interconnected web. We need one another if we are going to build world community. Because it is our democratic voice that will shape a beloved community that calls us to be the best stars in a sea of stars as we can be. For our constellation is not the only one that is in the night sky, yet we're all connected and we all need one another. And hopefully we're not the scorpion chasing Orion. So I offer no apology when I ask you this canvas season to pledge your time, talent, and treasure to this fellowship because it is your congregation and its continued survival, its continued ability to hold people in the arms of loving community are dependent on you. If we are not just to survive, but to thrive and create a place where the next generation can find the gifts that their ancestors did, we will need a lot. And it's asking for a lot. But it's asking because it's already given so much of yourself, of itself. Denny Davidoff, who back in the 90s was the moderator for the UUA, used to stand up when she was asking for offerings and say, now I want you to write out your check for how much you're going to give to the future of this place. Now I want you to cross out that amount and double it. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far this morning. <laughs> because I know you're a generous people, I know that. You contributed to ensure you would attract a qualified minister to the area, as well as to make sure you could retain a very talented staff team and find the programs that matter to you so much. I can see how much this fellowship matters to you. It will survive because you care that much about it. Whatever you are able to give, I know it will be with a loving heart that desires to see this place survive long into the future. The destiny of Unitarian Universalism in Lee County, Alabama is in your hands. What will this new chapter hold for us? Who will find us? And what will they find through these doors? I'm looking forward in the coming months to hearing your ideas for this and more. The board is preparing to hold a series of town council meetings on what the future of this fellowship will hold. You'll be finding out the date of the first one very soon. But I look forward 
to listening to you all, to hearing what are your dreams for this place. This is a shared ministry. And that means something. It's not just John Jarvin. There's only so much any of us, myself included, can do alone. We need the support of each of you. We need you to survive. I personally know and have experienced the saving power of our faith, the way it has the power to transform everyone and everything around it through compassion, love, and grace. And I thank you for being part of making such a community thrive. Now, as we prepare to embark on this new chapter of our existence, let us not lose sight of the constellation that we are a part of. May we add new stars to illuminate the night sky and help weary travelers find their way home. And maybe, just maybe, one day we'll be able to see all the connections we have forged and the way we have truly changed the world for the better. May it be so. If you are proud of this fellowship, become its advocate. If you are concerned for its future, share its message. If its values resonate deep within you, give it a measure of your devotion. This congregation cannot survive without your faith, your confidence, your enthusiasm. Its destiny, the larger hope, rests in your hands. Go in peace.